the writer, George Bernard Shaw, made a statement, the popular saying, do to others what you would like them to do unto you, is inappropriate because it assumes that my taste or my preference of love is the same to others. It assumes that all of us, we love ourselves so much as to extend the same to others. So he said, that standard, that yardstick is inadequate to measure or to say, do unto others as you would like them to do to you. And so today Christ gives us a new mandate, mandatum novum, a new commandment, love one another, and then he added something, as I have loved you. That is the newness of the commandment. Already in the Old Testament, Leviticus 19 says, love your neighbor as yourself. It is obvious today in our world, some of us, unfortunately, maybe as a result of one thing or the other, do not have so much love for ourselves so we can give out the same love to others. You see it coming out in many forms, many shapes, and many ways, how we treat one another. It speaks volume of the kind of the level and the quantity and the quality of love we have for ourselves. You know, they say, you cannot give what you do not have. So if I have love within me, then I can give it out. But before we go on to ourselves, today we are celebrating the love of God for us. God's love for us. My God loves me. His love will never end. He rests within my heart. For my God loves me. Amen. The love of God, as I said in the beginning, has gathered all of us together. And it is in this love that we have found the source of our gladness. The new mandate we heard in the gospel today comes from the, what is called, the farewell discourse. Towards the end of his public ministry, Christ started to give the last farewell, just like many of us you know, with our loved ones, with our husbands, with our wife or parents, when it is obvious that they are coming to the evening or end of life, they begin to give us a kind of farewell speech. So Christ was given the farewell discourse. If you want to know more about that, you read uh, the Gospel of John chapter 13, from 13 to 17, the whole of these chapters are on the farewell discourse of Christ to the disciples. So today we read one of them. So in that farewell discourse, within the context of the Last Supper, he made this statement, love one another as I have loved you. The question for you and I, we're not going to answer it here, but every day of our life, how does Christ love? Or how did he love? If you don't mind, can you stand still, two of you? I'm sorry for putting you in the spot. And you too. <laughs> Do you love her? Yes. How much? Immeasurable. Do you love him? Until when? Until when? 
until death do us pass. Thank you so much. We always hear that. Thank you, thank you, Steve. We hear that always, you know, I love you, I love you, until when and how much? That gives you an idea of what today the society has constructed, what is called social construction. Construction is in, in terms of intrinsic value and instrumental value, like I love you because of, the, the, because of how you make me feel. That is instrument, you become an instrument. If you want to put it in another language, you become an object. You make me feel good, or to the extent that I can use you. Once that affection, that feeling stops, you are no longer, you don't want anything. So that is the intrinsic versus the instrumental value of human person. I love you until when? I love you how much? And so Christ calls us to this agape, a love that is unconditional, a love that knows no bound. What you have confessed with your lips, you've been together for how many years? 27. And these 27 years are full of ups and downs. It is not always beautiful and smooth. There will be times of disagreement, times of anger and all of that. And it is always said, if you're not ready to forgive, then you, don't have, you have no business to enter into marriage or even into relationships. And these, I believe, you are giving out to your sons and daughters who are into relationships because love is much more than just feeling, than just affections or how you make me feel. We just have to underline the instrumental and the intrinsic worth of love. A love that is self-sacrificing, a love that empties itself like Christ did. By this, that we know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So how does he love? He emptied himself. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, from verse 6 tells us, although he was in the form of God, Christ did not hold on to that. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, a servant. And that is what he did in the context of the gospel today, the form of a slave to watch the fate of his disciples, a mark of humility. So, the pedagogy of Christian discipleship, the pedagogy of what it means to be a Christian is love. Because he says, by this, they will know. When he gathered them, he didn't tell them, keep the Ten Commandments. It doesn't mean we don't have to keep the Ten Commandments. He didn't say, you must come to church every Sunday, or you must sleep in the Arrowton Chapel. All of this stuff are very necessary. Rather, in that farewell discourse, he says, love one another. Love one another. He didn't even say, love God or love me. Rather, love one another. So the love we express to everyone becomes a perfection of God's love. John, in his uh, letter, uh, 1 John chapter 3, tells us, if I cannot love you, how can I make a claim to love God? So the perfection of love is the one that I extend, not only to my husband or my wife or my kids, but to everyone. If you want to put it in a very plain language, to the most undeserving. And that is what all of us are. The Bible tells us all of us, like sheep, we have gone astray, and yet 
most undeserving of God's love, and he has treated us so kindly to extend that love to every one of us. That is what he is inviting you and I today to do, my dear brothers and sisters. A love that knows no boundary. Pope Francis, in one of his pastoral letters, if you have time, you, will, yeah, you have to read it because uh, it talks so much about marriage today. The book is uh, Amoris Laetitia, The Joy of Love. Amoris Laetitia. Chapter 4 specifically speaks about uh, love. But all other chapters, chapter 8 talks about divorce and remarried and all of that. But chapter 4 speaks uh, eloquently of Paul's uh, writing to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. There you see the hymn of love. We hear it all the time. Love is patient. It is kind. It endures all things. It forgives. It does not rejoice at when others are suffering. Love, the love of God conquers all things. And it says, St. Augustine will put it this way, love and then do every other thing. Love and do every other thing. St. John of the Cross reminds us that in the evening of life, in the evening of life, all of us, we will be judged by love alone, by love alone. How much do I love others, and until when do I love them? For the benefit, instrumental worth, or for the intrinsic value of their person. As we come before the throne of mercy of God to renew the love he has for us, we ask him to purify us once again, to fan into flame, because where love is, there you find God. Where love abides, there God is found. We ask him to purify us, to fan into flame once again his love that has gathered us together so we can go out loving everyone, even those who do not agree with us, even those who belong to a different political party, even those who lead a different lifestyle, even those who are not Christians. The Bible says, uh, if you only love those who love you, what difference does that make? Because the pagans, those outside who don't even come here, they do the same, they love one another. Even thieves, even unbelievers, even sinners, they love each other. So what difference is that? So the newness of this commandment is to love unconditionally, the most undeserving. By this, the world we know that you are my disciple. Again, the pedagogy of discipleship is unconditional love. May God bless his words in our hearts always through Christ our Lord. Amen.